This podcast is not for the easily offended, victimhood enthusiasts, or those who take themselves too seriously, namely cyclists, conspiracy theorists, personal trainers, and other fanatics. Your Hobby is Shit is a nerd-free environment which strongly discourages dickheads from listening. Authorised by Sean Woodland for Your Hobby is Shit. Since day dot, humans have invented, inadvertently stumbled across, or tried to discover passions and stuff they're good at by having a go at hobbies. We might use them for pleasure, health, fitness, to combat loneliness, or to distract us from reality, all in the hope we can find meaning in our lives. Hobbies can be bizarre, addictive, psychologically revealing, and sometimes even beyond ridiculous. But, whatever your hobby, chances are, it's at the very least, a little bit shit. So listen in and prepare for your hobby to be exposed. I'm Sean Woodland, host of Your Hobby Is Shit. Welcome to episode 41, people. An episode which will include some news that you may find a little bit sad. Or conversely, you might quite like it. It may also give you something to look forward to, which is my intention. But that's just life, isn't it? If you can't handle the shitty news... You're not going to cope real well, because we get a bit of that. There was a big response uh, from listeners (laughs) regarding episode 40, where I explained the concept of and provided samples of fart group. I had numerous messages from keen humorists, some who have joined fart groups, and others who just thought they'd send me a fart. (laughs) Inspiring stuff. This is how movements begin, people. Some men start political parties and churches with a view to enhancing their wealth, status and personal power while attempting to convert society at large to their own warped ideologies, where other men and some women also begin movements, albeit bow once, just so they can have a laugh and, ex- and escape the drudgery of life, or life inflicted upon them by the men mentioned earlier. I know who I'd rather hang out with. Good stuff, it's hard not to laugh. Oh, the dog's barged in. Whether it be farting, partying, having fun in any number of ways, we just got to live, people. A preoccupation with money, possessions, your status isn't healthy. Sure, you need a bit of shit to get by, but to be defined by it when there's so much more to do? I got to live now. Everything I missed out on, I spent 20 years doing Groundhog Day with a monkey on my back, I'm making up for lost time. And immaturity is a central part of that. Every now and then you encounter a group of people that you wonder if they do know how to live. You wonder if they're anywhere near alive. People who talk about reality television, tiles for their kitchen, the vegan leather in their Tesla. And just in case you didn't know vegan leather, it's fucking plastic. <laughs> And diets, holy fuck, don't people love talking about diets? There's your conspiracy. First it was salt, then fat, then sugar. Now it's fucking carbs. It's almost like there's nothing left for us to eat. All that time wasted talking about dieting when they could be walking around the block. All that time spent talking about dieting when they could be enjoying a Chico roll with someone they love. The joy my young bloke experienced having two seafood sticks yesterday far outweighs that of any idiot obsessed with losing a pound here or there. Diets don't work, they never have. Not living like a fat fuck, that's what works, plain and simple.
Uh, heard a woman complaining about petrol being 220 a litre a couple of days ago. The very same woman who thought nothing of handing over $3.95 for 400 mils of water given to her in a plastic bottle. Shit that's free out of a tap. If you don't know what a tap is, it's probably because when you go to the beach, they're now called a hydration station. Jesus fucking Christ, when does it end? Where does it end? Seriously, who gives a fuck? Yet, somehow, these very people will try to convince you they're living the dream. Are they? Really? Holding your phone to your ass while standing in line waiting for your coffee. That's living the fucking dream. Everyone has to be special. If you can run the 100 in 10.5, you're special. If your daughter is good at maths, she's special. No, she isn't. She's just good at maths. If your kid's happy and walks comfortably in their own shoes and doesn't need to be drugged to fit into society, then they're special. The most talented person I went to school with topped themselves a couple of weeks ago. What good's talent if you can't cope? That's why people love self-help shit. It just lies to us. Why they love Instagram bullshit. Tells us everything will be all right. Well, no, it fucking won't. (laughs) We're all going to die. And being good looking or having three fucking investment properties, a Range Rover and a nice watch, it isn't going to change that any quicker than some wanker with a square jaw writing a book telling you how to live well. Don't even get me started on fitness fads. Got a mate who's into CrossFit at the moment. If you didn't know, CrossFit is a hobby where people in their 30s, 40s, possibly 50s, people who have treated their body like a fucking amusement park for 20 years, pay some wannabe Rambo dickhead with shaved legs to help them attempt suicide. His friend and I were waiting for a coffee a while back when she suddenly became incapacitated and began to scream in agony. Now, I'm generally suspicious of people who make a scene in public, but I'd never seen this woman cry before. And knowing who she's married to, that was an effort in itself, so I knew it must be serious. I immediately called an ambulance for her. A decision made far easier knowing that I wouldn't be the one paying for it. Unable to move, she complained of an excruciating migraine, like she was paralysed. And like migraine sufferers, they hate others referring to their pain as a bit of a headache. So I was glad it was her husband who said it, not me. The ambulance turned up, the paramedic walked over, took one look at her and said, have you been doing CrossFit? Didn't even need his fucking stethoscope. Now I've seen a paramedic approach someone with a bone sticking out of their arm and still ask them where it hurts. I've seen a paramedic ask a man, me, (laughs) asleep on a wine cask if he's been drinking. But I've never seen a paramedic approach a paralysed person and immediately know what was wrong with them. Turns out my friend had done CrossFit two days before. Russian poison strikes quicker than that. CrossFit, it's so shit that it can cause numerous medical ailments, including a really bad one, death. Another is called rhabdomyl... Oh, fucking hell. No, I'm going to try. Rhabdomyolysis. Rhabdomyol... I'm going to keep going until I get right. Rhabdomyolysis. Rhabdomyolysis. A potential... Fatal kidney condition. Uh, People who overuse heroin, meth and cocaine also can suffer from this one. But unlike CrossFit enthusiasts, they at least get to experience some pleasure before the renal failure sets in. For the sake of fuck, act your age and body type. What are you trying to prove? 
Commencing an SAS-like training regime when you're barely able to tie up your shoelaces without panting is very fucking silly. I'd sooner cut off my fat rolls with a bread knife than risk death by CrossFit. Just buy some fucking jeans with an elastic waist or wait until they have to lift you out of your house with a crane. Go over some dignity. You can literally shit yourself doing CrossFit. Now, that's definitely a shit hobby. See, I told you not to get me started. (laughs) Had an interaction with one of my favourite types of people yesterday. Let me start by saying not too many people slide into my DMs or private messages, whatever they're fucking called. Never have. Occasionally, one of you guys do, and that's great. Uh, But on the odd occasion that someone does it is even less likely to be a hot younger woman whose profile pic looks to have been artificially enhanced to within a pixel of its life. But I did receive one of these yesterday, so yes, I was immediately suspicious. It began with an innocent enough hey. Uh, I quickly checked her profile to see what she was about and and realised that she was selling something. Uh, So I ignored it. Not to be perturbed, she sent me another message which read, I'm contesting for an ambassadorship spot at an online influencers program. Can you vote for me? Like, what the fuck even is an ambassadorship at an online influencers program? Anyway, I was bored. Like, I haven't had a drink yet this week. So I replied, definitely not. Influencers make me want to vomit. (laughs) She asked, but why? And I said, influencing isn't a skill. It's a character trait that should appear on the psychopath test, along with being charming, glib, lacking empathy and narcissism. You want to learn to be like that. And (laughs) she wrote, yes, I'm going to send you the voting entry link to your telephone. Screenshot the link once you receive it and send it here so I can submit it for the vote. I thought this will be good. She doesn't have my phone number. But I asked, uh, what do you want to specifically learn to influence people in? Because I'm seriously not sure that you're up to it. Your account indicates that you currently have about 2,000 followers and you've posted in excess of 4,000 times, which means that you've got a strike rate of attracting one follower every two posts. I'm no scientist, but they're not Kardashian-like stats. Uh, Weirdly, she ignored this comment and said, check your text message for your voting entry number. Copy and paste the number here. It's a six-digit number. Do not click on the link. Just send me a screenshot of it. Uh, Like, I like her ambition. You know, she's saying that just send me the number and I'll submit the vote for myself. Uh, But I'll be fucked if I'm lying. Next thing, you know, I get a message on my phone. uh, So I wrote back, holy shit, you got my phone number without asking for it. Like, you know, imagine if I did that. That's some AVO-style shit. That's, you know, ultra weird finding out someone's phone number like that. Anyway, she says, it's not me. I just requested it from Instagram. It's linked to your account. And I wrote back, um, creepy. I'm calling the police. (laughs) And she didn't give a fuck. Fucking Instagram, eh? Currently school holidays at the moment. It's obviously been a bit busy looking after the fun stoppers. Uh, I've dodged the Easter show for, well, I guess it's the 47th year running now. I went when I was five with my nana. Uh, but since having kids, we've we've escaped it all 10 years as we have really doing Easter egg hunts and shit. We just never got into it. Now kids have never complained. I suppose these days kids just get chocolate and shit most days, don't they? But anyway, we've done well there. But at some point, I will have to take my kids to the Easter show out there at Homebush. 
I'll probably have to sell my Muhammad Ali memorabilia so I can afford to get them out there and show them what obesity really looks like as they watch carnies stab each other while lugging $40 show bags around. But we did have four days straight without rain over Easter. That's some kind of miracle. And over the weekend, our local council put on some food vans and music at a local park. It was quite nice. You could take your own booze, which made the $11 hot dog slightly more appealing. No doubt they'll do it again next year too, and it'll keep going until some entitled arsehole fucks it up for everyone else, which will happen sooner or later. Just a nice little stabbing or a fight or fucking salmonella. Uh, It was nice to get back in the ocean again. Well, (laughs) until my neighbour Gaz and my wife Lou sent me an image from some dorsal watch website of some shit indicating that a four metre great white had been hanging around at the mouth of Malabar on Monday Arvo. That's enough for you to want to change your undies, that is. Jesus. I took the kids along to the Sydney Cricket Ground on Tuesday. The AFL miraculously got a whole bunch of kids to sit in the formation of the number 1,000 to commemorate Buddy Franklin's goal achievement, his 1,000 goals. The kids had to sit there for nearly an hour waiting for Big Bud to appear, which he eventually did. Uh, Some photos were taken and that was it. Young Boris spoke to Buddy. She asked him what happened to his finger and he replied, I broke it. Uh, And the impression I got when talking to Boris about this afterwards was that she was thinking, I know you broke it, dickhead. (laughs) How did you break it? Following the photos, the rest of the Swans players joined Buddy and the players signed autographs, an event that it brings me great pleasure to say my kids wanted nothing to do with. Not all kids are obsessed with celebrity and sports stars. I was chatting to an ex-Swans player a couple of weeks ago and he was telling me how he took his kids around to see Buddy Franklin and asked him if they wanted a photo with him. They refused and couldn't have given less of a fuck. Brilliant stuff. In today's paper and on the AFL website, a picture appeared of Buddy surrounded by a couple of hundred kids, one of whom was my son, Stood out like dog's balls he did because he wore a black (laughs) T-shirt. So they gave him a blue jumper and a red hat to put on. He wasn't smiling. He was in the wrong colours. He couldn't have given less of a fuck either. Good on you, young Sammy. Rightio, there's sad news now. Well, it's not overly sad. It's probably just news, really. Um, After some careful consideration, I've decided that I'm going to wrap this podcast up in the next few weeks or so. And look, take it from me, it's nothing personal, it's uh, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> I adore you listeners, and I still enjoy doing this. But uh, after recording an episode uh, I did a couple of weeks back with Miko the other week, I uh, you know, I did one with Philpy and had a chat with Luke Heggie also, and I realised it's way more fun than doing it by yourself. Uh, the world's about people after all, and... In the same way that if you've got a good miso or fella to spend your time with, it's much the same. If you can do a podcast with someone who makes you laugh, it's got to be better, right? Uh, the planning is still in its infancy, but at this stage we're looking at investigating a history of lunatics. Miko and I, crazy people doing crazy things. It's a rather broad topic, 
And it'll be, don't worry, of a similar ilk to this podcast. It'll be a better quality because Mick's a bit of a muso and an artist too. So, yeah, it'll still be tonally similar. It'll be sports people, politicians, business people, hobbyists, everyday civilians even. We've got a couple of stories from our own families of some crazy motherfuckers. It'll be a lot of fun. Anyways, I'll keep you posted on this podcast so as when the time comes, you can simply shift your ears across to the new title. Uh, But I hope that doesn't upset anyone too much. Just, you know, think of me, really, because I'll have much more of a laugh and great fun doing it with Mikko. Onwards and upwards, eh? Look, I know a lot of shy people. I used to be one on occasion, and I still can be. Most of us can, I suppose. Uh, the opposite side of the spectrum, the insecure extroverts, they terrify the shit out of us, people like me. Invading your personal space, it's just a bit too intense for most of us. They just won't take their medicine and cop it. But it turns out that calling someone shy is no longer a fair descriptor. In my perennial hunt for amazing shit on social media is the sewer that is social media. Only today I found this on Instagram. Uh, It started, the first line went, please don't call my children shy. And no doubt, like me, you're wondering why not. Um, Well, it's because apparently, like being fat or many other uh, descriptors that we once able to use, even if that's what you are, you shouldn't call someone shy. Uh, turns out that calling someone shy is labelling, shaming, and is not an accurate assessment of a stranger's child. Uh, it can undermine a child's inner navigation system, whatever the fuck that is. And this fucking moron goes on for yonks and yonks with utter shit like this. Like, I've never met anyone who gives a fuck about being shy or, or someone else being shy. It's idiots like, idiots like this that will give the kid a complex. How to turn your kid into a mollycoddled victim. Jesus Christ. You can't call someone shy. It's Victim of the Week. Victim, speaking of which. Well, as many of you would be aware, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival has been running for a few weeks now. And uh, it's a pretty tough gig for those who haven't received a leg up at some point along the way or haven't or aren't managed by one of the larger management companies, the ones that are able to dominate advertising and give out huge numbers of free tickets for shitty acts that we'll one day see on television, meaning that their investment will finally be returned, not because we're witnessing talent, but because we've witnessed someone's head so often on the idiot box, we mistake them as talent. But I still haven't been to Melbourne uh, for the festival yet. At some point I might go in the future, but I'll expect to do it Tough as an unknown in Australia's woke and coffee capital, but at least I'll be able to go to the footy while I'm down there and catch up with some friends. Uh, Even in the city I call home here in Sydney, if I manage to sell my two shows out, it will mean I've picked up an average of eight or nine fans a year over 12 years. That's fucking just the way it goes. Uh, But it turns out that Melbourne has left some poor souls without any attention at all, not for their show or for their victim status. I've seen a few social media posts reporting that several shows have been cancelled due to COVID. Uh, Why you'd get a fucking test is beyond me. Uh, But possibly it's not a great surprise to the enlightened, which is all of you people, who'd be fully aware 
that we've been in a pandemic for well over two years now. COVID is about. Uh, These posts, not satisfied with having pointed out the obvious, then go on to passively, aggressively suggest that someone in the media could or should write something about this tragedy because so many artists, venues, producers, etc. have lost so much money. And what the fuck's going to be achieved by that? Uh, You get a big pat on the back for the poor cunts whose shows were cancelled, adding some further misery to what has already been a difficult two years. Cry me a fucking tsunami. Who wants that sort of sympathy disguised as acknowledgement or attention? Who'd want to paint themselves as a victim in a pandemic they've survived? Probably the same people who'd say shit like audiences just don't get me. Yuck. Fuck that for a game of soldiers. There's plenty of really good comics who go to Melbourne every year and can't sell a ticket for the very reasons mentioned before. If someone's going to write an article about the Melbourne Festival, it might as well be about the autocracy, nepotism, cliques and agencies giving away free tickets to shit acts. Why would you pay to see an unknown when you can see someone else for free? Comedy isn't equitable or a meritocracy. It never was and never will be. I don't think any of the entertainment arts are. Like, at least when you play football, if you're good enough, you'll get a game, as I discovered by rarely getting a game in the top tier. But the same does not apply to comedy. People get helping hands for lots of different reasons. It's not fair, nor is life. If you don't think the world is rewarding you as it should be and what you deserve, tell a joke you can Rightio, time for me to go. Been a fucking big week, people, as is evidenced by the uh, slightly inferior quality of the content today. Look, I've just done this pretty much more or less off the top of my head since putting the kids together. It's quarter to ten on the day of release. Uh, Look, I'm not making excuses, but fuck it. If you don't like it, ask for your money back. I'm off to Canberra this weekend. Not for gigs. I'm going to the GWS Giants in St Kilda, game at Monica Oval for my mate Fonz's 50th on Friday night. It's a belated 50th. Ten of us in a box at the football. Ten blokes who have known each other for periods of between 20 and 35 years. It's going to get ugly. We're meeting at four o'clock on Friday in some wanky bar in Monica. I messaged Fonz and said, I've got 50 bucks. It says none of us will know who won the game when we wake up on Saturday morning. And bless him, he messaged straight back and said, one what? (laughs) My thoughts and prayers are with our livers and kidneys. Big Nuts will need all three of his. Uh, Prior to that, actually, I'm doing a gig in Surrey Hills in a place called Surly's. It's an American tavern this Thursday night. Then back to Sydney after Canberra for an Anzac Day morning show. Not too often I'm even out of bed by 8 o'clock, let alone finished work for the day, but that's what's happening on Anzac Day. And yes, I'll be performing at Parramatta's Riverside Theatre in a Sydney Comedy Festival gala next Tuesday, and then in the big one at the Enmore Theatre on Wednesday night, which of course is all just a lead up to the comedy event of the year. My show, doing my own research at the Factory Theatre in Marrickville on May 12 and 13. Link in the show notes. Until next time, take care of each other and never forget... That your hobby is shit. Thanks for lending me your ears for another episode. All going well? I'll be back next week 
with current news and some harsh but fair critiques of more shit hobbies. You know where to find the podcast. Please subscribe to and share it, or don't. I'll be okay. You can find Your Hobby Is Shit on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Your feedback, suggestions and abuse are all greatly appreciated. And if you're, for example, the manufacturer of a great beer like, say, the Immortal Pale Ale, and you're looking to sponsor an enlightening podcast, I'm open to offers. Thanks again. I'm Sean Woodland, the host, writer, producer, editor and complaints handler at Your Hobby Is Shit. <laughs> Fucking dog's gone again. Fucking hell, dog. You know Mikko won't tolerate this shit if you start walking in during <laughs> our podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs>